And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Well, it's Friday afternoon once again. The end of the week has rolled around super quickly, as always, and that means it's time to welcome into the studio once again from Envision Financial, Luke Smith. Good afternoon. Every Friday rolls around... (laughs) So quickly, you'd swear seven days have not gone by. I think I feel like I'm here every other day. To be honest, it's yeah. just I can't believe we're in August. I don't it's know where, a, where did that go. Oh, that's right. It's a busy. It's a busy time. But mm. of course, uh, yeah, we're so close now to starting the Christmas countdown, aren't we? <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> that is. But yeah, you know, you're right. We'll be skipping and jumping into you know baubles and uh, wrapping paper in the mall in no time. In, indeed, August, the final month of winter. Although here in Canberra, I don't think spring arrives until November, does it? <laughs> well, I, I think from memory, 23rd, 24th of December, we were we were jumpers and tracksuits. You know, so it's I'm not sure anymore. You can't tell from year to year. The year before that, it was quite warm. But there yeah, you go. Correct. We're here today yep. to talk about asset allocation in your super fund. So mm. let's start with the basics, Luke. What is asset allocation, and how does it differ between? funds. Yeah, so your asset allocation of your superannuation fund is the mix of assets that you have and the exposure to different asset classes. And if we think about it like a pizza, when you open up the box of pizza, there's heaps of different slices. And think about asset allocation as a box of pizza for your super. We've got some cash, we've got some fixed interest, we've got some international assets, we've got some Australian assets, we've got some Australian property, we've got infrastructure. We may have alternatives. And each slice of the pizza is an exposure to a different market sector and a different type of asset that has a function to play in your superannuation in both positive and negative times. So it's it's simply the mix of assets and the proportion of growth investments you hold as well as the proportion of defensive investments that you hold. I think a lot of people assume that your superannuation fund is just all shares, and it's not true, is it? No, that's right. Uh, superannuation, and I, I use this analogy a lot, superannuation is really just like a car. Every super fund has different features, has different investments, different opportunities, and different ways to be able to diversify or invest your money, but it doesn't mean the same thing from fund to fund, and that's really what I want people to take from today's discussion, is you need to look at the underlying asset allocation and not the label of the investment option you are in. So let me give you a quick example. If we run a balanced portfolio, we run 50% in growth assets. That could include alternatives, Australian shares, international shares, property and infrastructure. And that will generally make up 50% of your total holdings. So if you've got a million dollars in super, $500,000 will be invested across those various asset classes. Now, there can be different percentages for each of those different slices of the pizza. And that's determined by how you feel and the speed, if you like, with which you want to invest your super or drive your car. The other 50% is made up of cash and fixed interest investments. That might include floating rate fixed interest notes. That might include hybrid investments. That might include term deposits. and might just include pure cash. And that will be the other 50% of your portfolio. Now, for me, that's how we run a balanced fund. An industry fund could have any manifestation of those mixes. Some balanced funds run 70-30. Some balanced funds run 80-20. Some balanced funds run 75% in growth assets 
and 25% in defensive assets. And that's what I want to stress with people today is don't look at something and say, I'm in the balanced option. I'm in the growth option because you need to look at the actual mix of assets Mm. on a percentage basis because the term balanced is nothing more than a marketing label and can be very, very misleading if it's not aligned with how you truly feel about risk mm. yourself. Now, in most funds, the fund manager is buying, selling assets all the time. So even if you don't change funds, can that mix change over time as the fund manager makes different decisions? The, the, the general premise is that the, the allocation of growth and defensive will be maintained, but they also have what they call a strategic asset allocation where let's say you have uh, 30% international assets in your total fund depending on the, the fund manager or the, 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 the fund that you're in, they may have a strategic range of 25 to 40. Now, you may run on average at 30, but they may have the capacity to increase or decrease it where they're considering market movements or what's happening in the world at any one point in time. You generally don't see them stray too far from the, the, the mean or yep. the average because they don't want to get it too right or too wrong because if they get it wrong then they'll get punished by comparison and that's the big thing i want to try and reinforce today is you can't compare two or three different super funds on the label of the investment option because you could have three different scenarios where you've got i'll use a car analogy you've got three hiluxes and they're all going down gin and dera drive now if they're all driving at the same speed they should all get to the destination at the same time but if you've got one car doing 130, one car doing 110, and one car doing 100, they're not going to get to the destination at the same time. Now, Well, they're the, all going to be delayed because they'll be booked for speeding. Well, that too, right? <laughs> um, and, 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 and that in this example is known as a market correction, which we've seen, right? Yeah. So if you've got three cars traveling at different speeds, you can't say they're all the same just because they're Hiluxes. And that's what I want to really sort of get across because... It's, it's very difficult for your retail consumer to look at these things and understand them. But industry funds and a lot of personal super funds do a very good job of using generic language without actually explaining mm. that, hang on, our Hilux is going at 140 kilometers an hour. Well, the Hilux over here is doing 100. Well, there's, there's no way the Hilux doing 100 can win. But if you say that we've got the best Hilux, you're not actually being clear and concise and transparent because you're not talking about how fast the car's going. And that's where I think people need to be more aware of their asset allocation because the speed of the car and the asset allocation are directly correlated because it's how much risk are you taking on. The more risk you take on, the faster the car goes. You'd want a better performance. So you need to look at your asset allocation and not the label that you've invested in because yeah. they are not the same. And I guess that's the key point that you're making today is this matter of labels. There's no laws or rules or regulations that actually define what balanced is supposed to mean or any mm. of the other labels that get used Correct. to describe various different fund options. Yep. So just because it's branded balanced, there's no legal definition for that. It can mean anything. Well, it could, and this is where you, know, you can watch the TV and compare the pair all you want. But mate, what I want people to do from today is actually compare the pair. Mm. Don't compare the label. Yeah, lift, Com the, lift the hood as you say. Exactly. Look under the bonnet and see what's my exposure to growth assets. If I'm running 76% growth assets, let's compare it to a balanced option running 76% growth assets. Because if you're comparing it to one that runs 
you're comparing a Hilux doing 130 to a Hilux doing 100. There's no way the slower car can win. But because you're driving the same car, it doesn't mean they're equal. And that's where I find a lot of people come unstuck because they go, oh, this one's been amazing over this period of time. But what amount of risk are you taking on? And is that risk appropriate for you? Does that make you feel comfortable? If it doesn't, then you may need to slow the car down or have a little bit more of a true balanced exposure that could be 60-40, 50-50. It just depends on how you feel and you tailor your investments to an appropriate risk profile that's right for you, but you just can't go by label. Mm, Okay, fair enough, but I'm just a regular punter. Shouldn't I trust that the fund manager actually knows more than I do? Well, it's not so much about knowing more than you do. It's about you understanding that you've picked the right option for how you feel. The fund manager will do a very good job of running that portfolio at that speed. What you need to consider is, is that speed appropriate for me? And if you're going to compare other funds, compare the allocation. And if you find that there is a big difference between the two, um, you can do that. So let's say somebody wrote a book, right? And let's say in that book, they said that a particular industry fund said the index balanced option is super, super cheap. And, and, and he or she may have believed that it was amazing because it's cheap. If you actually look at the balanced option of that same industry fund, it's outperformed the one that is perceived as cheaper, but the rate of return has been better from the generic balanced option. But if somebody writes it in a book and says, I believe this one's amazing because it's cheap, Mm. you need to look and say, well, let's have a chat about the asset allocation. In the one recommended in said book, it holds Australian and international assets only. There's no property, there's no infrastructure. So again, your asset allocation is very, very different, but there's a balanced connotation in the label but is it really balanced? And is there a better definition of balanced with the same provider or with another provider that could give you a suitable rate of return Mm. regardless of the underlying cost? Okay, so when I lift the hood on my car, I see a bunch of uh, mechanical items and wires. What what should I be looking for when I lift the hood on my superannuation? What are people looking for when they're trying to analyze their asset allocation? what you can do, great question. What you can do is you can go on to uh, the website of your fund provider And you can go in and look at your statement and say, right, I'm in the balanced option. I'm in the growth option. I'm in the conservative option. Whatever your choice is, you can go onto their website. You can click on the available risk profiles. And that will give you on the screen a great big pie chart and a breakdown of each of the sectors. And it will show a percentage allocation to each of those sectors. So that's a great way of looking at different funds and saying, right, what do I have in fund A? What do I have in fund B? Now that one has 30% Aussie, that one has 30% Aussie, that has 30% international, that has 40% international, that has 15% property, this one has 10% property. So you wanna go onto the investment option of your fund, pick the option that you are in, or pick the option you'd like to investigate. You can get them up on the screen and you can see on a percentage basis, each allocation for each sector that they maintain investments in. So it's it's not, you don't need a, a maths degree to do this. You're literally just comparing pictures with pictures and then getting an understanding of how you feel and weighing up, as I said before, don't look at the label, look at the total percentage of growth assets. They will include Australian equity, international, property, infrastructure, and alternatives. They would be the ones that you'd add up on your growth side 
and then your fixed interest, your bonds and your defensive assets will form the conservative portion of your portfolio to get to the weighting of 100% in totality. So when you go onto your superannuation funds website, they provide all of the information that you need to be able to make a proper 100%. analysis of what's going on. 100%. Every every superannuation fund, you'll be able to go onto the website, click on investment options, and they'll go through all of the pre-mixed options that they have. You can also then go through and look at individual sectors and what they hold on a, on a case-by-case basis, which is really, really easy to follow, and it's really, really easy to compare. You just need to change what you're looking at from the label to the asset allocation and the weightings that you have in each sector. Okay. Recent changes to the law means that super funds have to tell you now if they're not doing so well. Mm. Should you wait for that letter, or do you, do you need to be proactive and take a look yourself? Um, I, I think you don't need to so much wait because, again, looking at funds that have underperformed it's a very broad comparison matrix um, because again you need to make sure that you're comparing your fund with an underperforming fund um, and you may not hold the same assets even though again the label may be the same so I think from a peace of mind perspective people become a lot more aware of risk and volatility when there's periods of negative returns which you know we've seen of late yeah so they then become hyper sensitive to well, what's my money in and is it right for me? And far more often than not, I have clients come in and say, well, I'm a conservative investor. And well, they're running. what does that mean? That's another one of those labels, isn't it? <laughs> but they're then, they're then running, uh, you know, 70 to 80% in growth assets when they actually think they're holding 50% or more in cash and fixed interest. So it's one thing to look at a label, but again, I can't stress enough, go and look at the asset allocation and see what the total exposure to growth assets are so that you can get a handle on what you're comparing from one fund to another if you're looking for another option with more flexibilities, investment choices or, or, or variances. Yeah, so just take care you are actually comparing apples to apples. And that's it. At the moment, people are comparing apples to bananas and then saying, well, the bananas are better. Well, <laughs> that's a subjective opinion, isn't it? <laughs> Correct. Exactly right. I'm with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. And of course, today we're talking about asset allocation in your super fund. Luke, we've covered most of the details now. Mm. So I guess it's time to consider what are the key things to remember. Yeah, I, I think the first thing is maintain an asset allocation that's right for you. Uh, I think too often people go and hold things because someone else said it's good or someone else has an opinion of it. You need to be able to sleep at night and the asset allocation that you maintain should reflect that during good and bad times. Um, Try and avoid large overexposures broadly from an asset allocation perspective. If you've got a million dollars in your super fund, try not to have 300,000 bucks in BHP. Now there's nothing wrong with BHP, but as an example, that weighting or that allocation to that one holding could have very good or very bad outcomes for the broader value of your fund. So maintain a suitable weighting across your portfolio in individual assets if you're holding ETFs and stocks and things of that nature. Check and see what you actually hold under the label that you're invested in. As we said before the ad break, it's just a label. So look and see what that label means with your current provider because it may mean something very, very different somewhere else. And then if you want to compare other funds for good, bad performance, or for just a fund that gives you a bit more in the way of options. As I said before the ad break, super funds are a lot like cars. Some have ABS brakes, some have reversing cameras, some have you know a range of features that others don't have. 
you need to be in a fund that is right for you. If you like shares and you like ETFs and you want to be able to hold Macquarie Bank, for example, because you love it, being in a fund that doesn't let you hold shares is a bit of a problem. So be in a super fund that's right for you. Maintain an asset allocation that is in line with how you feel. Don't necessarily believe that the label balanced is, is balanced. Because when I think balanced, I think of a seesaw and the seesaw's flat. Mm-hmm. Well, if, that's what if, you would naturally think, isn't correct. it? Correct. If somebody's, if somebody's up in the air, then that's not balanced. No. So think of a seesaw. Is it 50-50? That's how I come at balanced. You might be surprised at the allocation of your balanced option depending on your provider. And again, if that weighting is right for you, that's great because we've looked at the asset allocation and the total percentage that's held in growth assets. Uh, I'd also remember that cheap is not always better. Compare some options within individual providers because you may be paying less in fees, but again, check the asset allocation. You may be missing out on sectors that have outperformed others that you may not have in your particular fund because you're paying less and getting less in the way of diversification. Um, And then make sure that you look at the fund in totality. And if you're gonna move funds because you wanna change, consider the implications of things like insurance and other things that are built into your fund that you may lose if you move over. So, you know, have a holistic sort of view of why you're moving. Make sure the asset allocation is appropriate for you. Don't assume the label is the same. Look at the percentage of growth assets and remember that having something that is cheaper from a fee perspective doesn't necessarily mean it's better. Indeed, and if there's one thing I remember from today's discussion, it is this, just because it says balanced doesn't mean that it is. 100%, and as I say, don't look at the label, look under the hood, because the speed of the car is what's important, not the car you're driving. All right, so Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yep, so 6260-4749. You want to review your superannuation, come in, ask some questions, give us a call. Uh, We've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the net. We've got the strategy stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. And we've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where you can subscribe to that and get the show every week and uh, watch it on the iPhone without having to read anything. So there's there's a little something there for everybody. Always nice to be able to get all your information while you're comfortably reclined on your couch. If you don't have to read it, it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Luke, thanks very much. We'll see you next week. We'll catch you next Friday. Luke Smith from Envision Financial will be back with us in the studio once again at the same time next Friday right here on 2 C.